Bloody, beaten, and bruised, our downtrodden heroes are at the mercy of the strange fish like Koatoa. How will they get out of this one? Will they get out of this one? And what were those gods that priest was talking about? Welcome to me, my spouse, and a die. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Me, My Spouse, and a Die. I'm Gwyneth, your resident Asimar, Octavia Marguerite Sinclair. And I'm Austin, your resident Dungeon Master. Me, My Spouse, and a Die is a family-friendly actual play Dungeons & Dragons podcast, where we follow our hero, Octavia Marguerite Sinclair, through her adventures in the continent of Moir, a land that has been ravaged by a war against monsters for 15 years. We are recording in a new location this mm-hmm. week in our new domicile. New house! Our new abode. We moved in yesterday. There's stuff everywhere. It We're very tired. Yeah. It took a long time. <laughs> so hopefully things still sound good. We haven't had the chance to get things really well set up. Yeah. But we're hoping all of the stuff, stuff everywhere every- exactly. is enough to absorb <laughs> a lot of the sound so that this doesn't sound horrible. Um, so just bear with us mm-hmm. where I, I, I do my best to make this sound decent. So let's hope that continues. I'm sure it will. And also, it's super. We're recording on um, what our living room couch, which we do not normally do. And I'm like, I am very comfortable right now. Yeah. yeah. I feel very loungy, which is great. First time recording on a couch. Yeah. So this is like. It's not bad. Where I normally play D- when we play D&D with our other campaigns. I usually play on the living room couch. And I'm like, this is very comfy. <laughs> I'm it's, like, I'm not opposed comfy. to this ongoing in the future. Unfortunately, it's hard for me to lean back and lounge on the couch and also roll dice. So That's true. Unless we do an episode where not many dice are rolled. We need to get one of those. It's not um, be optimal. Like those trays, like those trays that you have for breakfast in bed that yeah. go across your legs, except do that for dice. Or we could dice. just use like a digital roller on our phone. Oh, but that, that's not the satisfying sound of oh, the... Oh, I know. I, I prefer the, the I prefer real dice. Same. Real plastic mm-hmm. dice. Mm. So that's, that's our scoop. We're real tired. Yeah. I'm real tired. <laughs> I'm sore everywhere. Yeah, I don't think I've... My calves were so, so tight. I don't think my calves, just specifically my calves, have ever been quite so sore. And then we just gave our cats a bath. Oh, yeah. That was also really fun. Because they got fleas from the apartment we used to live in. Mm -hmm. And so now we are tired, sore, and kind of harried. (laughs) Harry. I get you. I wasn't trying to make a pun. Oh, harried, like hairy oh, with hairy. their hair. <laughs> We're furried. As you can see, we are tired. I'm, I'm, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> yeah. So oh, we're going to see how things work out. I know. I'm excited for this episode. I've been been thinking about it a whole lot. So. Dreading it. And dreading it. Running from it. Well... Uh, not really, because I know I have to confront it, so... D- Destiny to... still... What's the line? I'm not sure. Thanos, you know, Des- dread it, run from it, something. 
It's been a while and I'm tired. <laughs> that's that's the motto of my life right now. It's been a while and I'm tired. <laughs> and I have tropical pineapple with me to munch on. So if you y'all never, hear that. You never munch on things when you DM. I know. I can't eat while I DM. It takes too much concentration for me, at least. So I'm going to munch on some now. <laughs> Sorry, I did that for effect. Oh my gosh. We also got like 12 hours of sleep last night. So I actually feel fine. But I think Austin needed probably like 25 hours of sleep. I feel okay in the moment, but I know that I am just... The cumulative tiredness is still in there. Mm -hmm. And it will be in there for a while. So, Because we've also been working on the house a little bit before we moved in. And so in the evenings, we've been going over and, you know spackling walls and pulling up baseboard and things like that so it's not been a particularly chill couple of weeks to say the least not super chill Mm-mm-mm. good results glad to have done it to a point but also at the same time it is has been three weeks mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and in covid you know everything time-wise is weird anyway so i'm like has it been three weeks like three months like it's been a long time it has felt like longer than three weeks and shorter it's that weird thing my my mom came up to help help us paint two days ago Mm -hmm. it feels like a month ago yeah it was just the day before yesterday the day it was the day before yesterday yeah feels like ages ago (laughs) i know i know yeah happy august everyone Ah. ah okay (laughs) Oh my goodness! Whew. Well, you good? Do we need? A I'm good. Hyping music? No, I'm I'm all right. I'll get there. We left off in pretty dire straits. Well, you left off in pretty dire straits. <laughs> last episode, last week, you got your butts handed to you mm-hmm. by a couple of moogly little fish people. I know it was embarrassing. They wrecked y'all. And instead of just finishing you off, they offered you a choice. Continue fighting, probably die, or lay down your weapons, give yourselves up, and let them take you to their gods. You, trying to uh, survive, mm-hmm. opted for the, the latter. So you gave yourself up, you unwild shaped Carhoon. You stabilized him, but he's at one hit point. You're at I don't know how many hit points. We've packed a lot, and I'm not sure where all of my notebooks are right now, but I have the notebook that their hit points are in. So they're looking okay, most of them. One of them's looking a little bit rough. Mm -hmm. You guys are in in rough shape, but we'll pick up there. Right now. You were underwater. Yes. For the record, we'll say it's been about an hour and a half since you came under the waves. Okay. Because you only have 24 hours of this spell. Right. So we'll say it's been about an hour and a half. You are being marched down a hallway. Mm-hmm. They forced your hands up on the back of your head. Carhoon too. There's a pincer staff behind each of your backs. And the archpriest is leading the way down this long, dark hallway. There's not much light, so to speak. There's kind of a sickly green glow everywhere, but you can see coming down this hallway, it is inscribed with more relief carvings similar uh, that you you have seen 
around this place. With, mm -hmm. Now that you recognize it, you can make out these are probably aboleth motifs, big eel-like creatures with tentacles coming off of them, doing various acts of power in front of hordes of onlooking fish people. Great. Just bowing down and and offering things and that sort of that sort of thing you can just get like the glints of light in the in the carvids. It's a long haul. Mm -hmm. It's a dark haul. Uh Carhoon is slowly trudging through the water. There's still like a trail of blood leaching into the sea behind him. Mm -hmm. Although it's hard mm -hmm. to tell because it's so darn dark. The archpriest gets to the end of the hallway, opens up a set of double doors in the water. Well, Are you doing anything? Well, really quickly, so um so we're being marched ahead of them, right? Because we're in the pincer staffs. You are the archpriest's in the lead. Okay. About 10 feet behind. You and Carhoon side to side. There's a pincer staff in each of your backs because the acolytes are behind you. Okay. And our hands aren't bound though, right? Your hands aren't bound. They didn't seem to have manacles, but the pincer staff is right in your back. Okay. And your hands are on your heads. Okay. Um, who, which, which of the um, Koatoa has my staff again? Is it the main one? The or? one behind you. Okay. Before we get to these double doors, could I just... How far away from me is, is Carhoon? How wide is this hallway? It's there. You're basically adjacent. Could I put my hand on his shoulder for six seconds? Really quickly? Just kind of... Six seconds is a long time. I guess. That is true. It's not like a... If you just needed to... Doot, maybe. But well, it needs uh, to be six seconds. Well, it needs to be an action. Roll a sleight of hand check. Okay. Let us see. I'm not particularly dexterous. Fifteen. You go to move your hand over to touch Carhoon on, like, the elbow, but you feel the pincer staff just wrap around your wrist and move it back to your head before you can do that. Okay. They have a pretty good passive perception, surprisingly. Okay. Well, probably because they have really big bulbous eyes or something. Yeah, they do. <laughs> They do, indeed. Oh, man. Okay. Well, okay. And it says, no funny business, because you have tongues on it now. On you oh, now. Oh, right, right, right. That's true. Um, Hands to yourself, prisoner. Well, this has been going through Octavia's mind, through Carhoon's mind. Does he need to do anything visible to do his second wind? It's no. a bonus action. Yeah, no. So he's going to do that while they're walking down the hall. Okay. Because he doesn't like walking around with one hit point. Sure. Okay, he can second wind. Awesome. Steals himself, catches his breath underwater. I don't know. <laughs> we can breathe, so. We can breathe. I'm just not sure exactly how the mechanics of that works. I mean, all I have it says in the sheet that you gave me is use a bonus action on his turn to regain hit points equal to, you know, 1d10 yeah. plus. So. 1d10 plus level should yep. be. Yeah, I think he just sees the door approaching and kind of, you know, steals himself and feels better kind of as they've been, you know, walking it out, walking it out. All right, do it. Nice. How many? Got 17. Nice. All right, sitting at a, sitting at an 18. That ain't bad. That ain't bad. So you see Carhoon kind of stand up a little bit straighter, puff out his chest. Uh, his eyes look a little less... That's a, that's a word. <laughs> Uh, all right, and that's that's all that they do while they're kind of walking down this first hallway. Okay. The archpriest opens these doors at the end, which slide through the water with some effort. Beyond. Don't look at my book, because I don't have a screen right now. The mysterious beyond? The mysterious beyond. Beyond the doors, 
they push you into a large, large circular chamber. Okay. There's a few other tunnels leading off. Okay. Two that you can see. One off to your right, one off to your left. It's big, carved of the same dark stone. Not much light, just this green glow coming from some algae floating about the room. In okay. the center, leaving about a 15-foot-wide ring around it, is a, what looks like a big tube. So you're sort of in a... It's a big circular chamber with a smaller circle in the center of it. Okay. That seems to be made of some sort of crystalline, uh, clear crystalline material. Not mm. entirely clear, more like translucent rather than transparent. It still kind of refracts the minimal light passing through it. Probably smoothed out from eons of water erosion and whatnot. Carved into a nice tube in the center of this room. Okay. The archpriest walks up to it and pulls a lever that is sticking out of the ground. And far below, you can start to hear a little bit of a grinding, like a. And they stand there and wait. Okay. How, is the ceiling domed or is it flat? No, it's flat. How tall is that? Pretty tall. Okay. In the light, I'm going to say you probably can't see the ceiling. Oh, okay. It's well, I do have tall. dark vision, so if that... Still can't see it. Oh, okay, so very... It's, okay. it's tall, sure. And you said how far across is the room? Uh, you don't know exactly how far across, but you have about 15 feet between this doorway and the start of this inner okay. tube. Okay. You're waiting there in the dim light for a little bit. You hear a prodding in your brain from... Your dragon friends. Oh no, is that the, my favorite? Is it Jusulka? Uh, it's both of them, actually. Okay. And they're both sort of saying the same thing. Okay. Uh, Jusulka is saying, he sighs. <sighs> what have you gotten yourself into? Something really not good. If this god is what we both think it is, whatever happens to you, I'll be honest, I don't really care right now. I mess up his... I think I get his accent different every single time, but it's <laughs> Well, fine. that's his charm. I mean, That's his yeah. charm. He's a different dragon every time. <laughs> Whatever happens to you, I don't really care. But myself and Fulmis cannot be allowed to fall into their hands. I don't know how much you know about these Aboleth. Probably not as much as I do. Let's just leave it at that. And while we once were allies... Let's just say we they, they never truly had the best interest of dragonkind at heart. They are quite powerful, mm -hmm. both individually and as a species, as a whole. And who knows if there's one or more down there, assuming, of course, that these gods are the Aboleth, and they do still exist. With our power leached into theirs, who knows what they could do, what could happen, what they could achieve with us. They're locked in this plane for a reason. And perhaps the power of two dragons, maybe that's enough to break that trap. All I'm saying is, you better find a way out of this. Because if they get their hands, their slimy, tentacly little hands on us, it could be bad for not just you, not just us, but everyone everywhere. Do you... Fumi says, ditto. <laughs> do you, um... Do you sense the artifact any closer? I mean, 
do you think that could be what they're referring to as a god? Ah, uh, Fumi says, it is close. I can't sense it, and the further into this place we go, the closer we're getting. You would think if that were their god, we would have seen some marking of it. They seem to love drawing their little pictures. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's not a guarantee that that's what's down there, but it's a pretty good idea. Okay. And so we're like, are we descending then kind of like on an elevator or is the tube going up or? Nothing is happening. You can't see anything. You can hear it. You get the sense that there is something far below that is rising up. Okay. And everyone is just waiting. Pincer staffs in your back. Carhoons, hands up. The dragons sort of remain at present, but they they stop talking to you because they're like, you need to get out of here. Okay. Carhoon standing next to you kind of gives you the side eye and then he oh i guess we haven't decided if you can really speak in here you can't really because you can't form the words well but sound does kind of care i mean sound carries but it does it's a matter of making the tongue shapes with your yeah. mouth um, <laughs> the making the tongue shapes with the mouth part of the talking <laughs> carhoon looks at you and tries to catch your eye and okay. then kind of makes some motions with his hands. Why don't you roll a perception and you roll Carhoon a performance check. Okay. All right, Octavia's perception. Sorry, trying to see where the dot is to see if this was a six or a nine. Okay, that is 14 perception. And then his performance, that's charisma, right? Yes. Oh, dear. Four. Four. Uh, Carhoon is kind of making some motions with his hands, trying to be very subtle about it, and you think he's trying to get some idea across, but you can't figure out what it is. Okay. Who has his axe? The Koatoa behind him, the acolyte. Okay. So the two acolytes, one behind me has the my staff, one behind him has the axe. Okay. And the dragons made it relatively explicit that we need to get out now. And the artifact isn't rising up, most likely. You don't get the sense the artifact is rising up. Okay. They didn't necessarily... They're not... They don't know what's down here. Yeah. You don't know what's down here. Right. They're not telling you you need to get out now. They're not telling you to make any rash decisions. They're just saying, at the end of the day, we really shouldn't end up in the hands of an aboleth if that is what's down there. Okay. How you choose to interpret that and what you choose to do based on that, if anything, is up to you. Okay. I will say, as you are waiting, you can see that the, uh, the archpriest, while in, in health terms is looking all right, isn't looking really damaged from the battle, is looking kind of tired mm-hmm. in the sense that you Magically. would... Yes, this, this archpriest spent a lot, of, uh, a lot of resources in that fight. The other two, you're not sure. They look okay, but they also didn't seem as magically potent. Just so you have a full idea of all of the variables at hand. If you're looking to start another brawl or try to escape or whatever. How thick is this? So thinking, looking at this tube, is it? It's filled with water. Obviously, I'm assuming. Mm -hmm. Okay. You would guess. You can't really see through it. Can't really see through it. Um. It's translucent, not opaque, not transparent. Okay. It's kind of like looking through, uh, uh, what's the glass that has the stuff in it in bathrooms? 
Oh, like a fogged glass. Frosted glass. Frosted yeah. glass. Oh, okay. Can we see how? Can we just tell how thick the walls of the tube no. seem? Okay, it seems, you can't get a good sense. It would just be so weird to have your god in a tube, <laughs> like, and just be able to summon it. But uh, okay, doesn't seem like it's rising. You can hear no, it's it. No, sorry, the artifact. It doesn't seem like the artifact is rising. You don't up. get that sense. Okay, if it is an actual abolith, they can would be able to cast magic through this tube. So I mean, that would not be good. The grinding is getting louder, and you can tell that whatever is on its way up is almost there. Okay. Can I, looking at the other, really quickly, at the other two tunnels, um, mm-hmm. is there any indication of what might be in either of those leading to those? Like, do they have any murals above the, you know, because kind of how they had the, the three towers and all leading to the same place, is it, would we intimate that this is something similar? You see similar runes carved above each of those, as you've seen on the tunnels that led here now that we have tongues can we understand the language that is what i'm looking up i don't think so i think that's comprehend languages i'm pretty sure tongues is only spoken spoken. creature you touch understand any spoken language moreover when the target speaks any creature that knows at least one language can hear and understand what it says so okay (laughs) you cannot read it (laughs) (laughs) okay this is what we're going to do just to lay everything out there you also get the sense this is more of me as a dm saying that (laughs) that if you are going to start a fight or try to escape or something they gave you your one shot so if you try to start a fight and it goes poorly for you you don't think you're going to get another offer of mercy i'll just say that right whether you want to start a fight or not it's up to you whether you want to try to run or not is also up to you Again, I just keep coming back to, if it's an Aboleth coming up, surely they'd be able to sense the dragons on me. Probably they can already sense them now. You know, because, Ab- I mean, Aboleth are like magical beings too, right? Mm-hmm. Or are they like They're psychic? They're more psychic. Can, would, would Octavia know, can I do like a quick nature on what I would know about Aboleth? I'm pretty sure you've done that in the past oh, and okay. you don't know much. No, you know, know much vaguely yet. what they are, you know, vaguely their history in Moir. But, I mean... As far as what they can do? As far as what they can do, that's they were kind of shady background figures before anyway, and no one has had physical contact with one in effectively recorded history. Okay, I mean, can she really quickly ask the dragons and be like, would they be able to cast spells on me to make me unable to do anything or move if that is what's coming up here? They're quite powerful, Jasalka says, I think. They're quite powerful, yes. Uh, Spells, like you and I know them, not necessarily, but they have their own innate abilities. Very similar to to that giant Mm -hmm. brain you fought before. They're not so much able to tap into the arcane as you or I, but they very well can and do control things' minds, and... Inf- exert their own influence over beans. You'd better act quickly. I think it's almost here. Okay. What's it gonna be? Give me two seconds. It's coming up. I know. I've. <laughs> it's coming up. I know. It's getting there. You can hear it grinding away. Can we just do like? <laughs> Echoing through this chamber. 
So Octavia is going to roll a d20. Okay. And attempt to cast something underwater. Okay. That only requires verbal and somatic components. Okay. So just a straight d20? Just roll a d20. 18. Mm-hmm. She casts Conjure Animals. Oh, my favorite spell. <laughs> my favorite I spell. I hate Conjure Animals. I thought about, at one point, I thought the next character I was going to play, if I was going to play something, was going to be a, a summoner type, like Circle of the Shepherd Druid, who just summoned a bunch of things and made them fight. But after being a DM and dealing with this thing, casting Conjure Animals every chance she gets, it's like, no, I would not wish that on anyone. Here's a fight. I summon eight giant owls. <sighs> okay, fine. <laughs> well, similar to that, I summon eight giant toads. Of course you do. This is a toad-free zone. <laughs> they are amphibious. They can breathe both above and below water. They have a swim and land speed. Well, there's an anti-toad <laughs> field in this whole system. Oh, no. My friends. I hate that that spell doesn't have material components. Are you kidding me? <laughs> I saw that and I was like, yeah. Ah. I know. Do you have the stats for a giant toad? I do. That's what I was prepping before we okay, started Okay, that's good. All right. Uh, roll initiative. All right. All right, Carhoon rolls. <laughs> a five. Octavia rolls a 19. It's the same order we had last time. It is your turn first. So I think your action is going to be conjuring those animals. No, I mean, I wanted to do it. My no. conjuring was like a surprise round, basically. No, like nope, that's did, not how this it works. It did first. No. Okay, fine then. Um, no, 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 no. You don't get to conjure animals and then get a whole nother turn. This is your turn in, in initiative order. So you basically, it takes a moment. You start, you know, you do have to move your hands and basically... Ugh, True, true, do true, something true. and garble out some words. So as soon as they see you moving, initiative happens. Okay. Your turn starts. You get the spell off. Conjure animals happens. Okay. Sounds good. Uh, but then my animals get in action. And what they're going to do is, um, since they're toads and they have kind of like grabby-ish hands, they're going to try to knock the... Uh, Carhoon's axe out of one of the hands of one of the Kotoa and knock my staff out of the hand of the other acolyte. They obey verbal commands, correct? And if you don't give commands, they act like... Yes. Okay. So, you're underwater trying to give a very specific command to a fish. True. No, sorry, a frog. So, roll me a... Uh, roll me another d20. Animal handling? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> this is just to see if you can form the words in a coherent enough. 16. Okay, yes. They hear you, and they go to try to do that. Okay, perfect. So I'm going to have, let's see, there are eight of them. Two, four, I have four left. I'm going to have two each try to do that, because I think that's very important to get those. Um, okay. And then I have four left, and I'm going to have... One, get up in the main the priest's grill. And I'm going to have one each on... Um, I'm going to have one each on, by the by my side and by Carhoon's side. And then I'm going to yell to 
those two, basically I'm going to indicate to them when we can get on their backs and go, like run. Okay. <laughs> All right. So two of them are going for your staff. Mm-hmm. I'm going to call this strength v. strength. So just uh, straight Roll strength. a strength check for your frog. Awesome. Versus a strength check for the fish. Eleven. Eight. Yes! Okay, so you get your staff. The other two go for okay. the axe. Five. That does not succeed. Okay. Well, I have two mm-hmm. each on either, so. So roll the second one. Natty, 17. You, the second one gets it. Awesome. Okay, so that's four frogs. Four frogs. And this, the frog in front of... Okay, so that's four frogs. We have one each by me and Carhoon, and so Should I'm going have to have... destructive wave for this. ...have two on the cleric, and they're both going to bite it. Roll it. Uh, friend toad number one, 15. That's it. Okay. Awesome. You take... Seven poison damage and three piercing damage, and you're grappled. Okay. And I am going to have the second one attack you as well, and you okay. don't get any. He doesn't get any. But my uh, friend Toad Number Two doesn't get bonus with just grappling, right? Nope. Okay. I'm sorry. Right now, I think there's this old like British book of like Mr. Toad goes on holiday, and it's just this like old 1800s Toad like dressed in a like overcoat and cravat, right. and it, like is riding a bike and like driving an old timey car. Toad. And I'm oh, just yeah. like, this is. I'm just imagining that they're all like fancy Mr. Toads, just like having a great old hunting party. Oh, that will probably not hit. Natural seven four and eleven to hit. That is a miss. All right, and then. I, I guess it would be my action and Carhoon's action to get on the backs of these other two. Or could we be willing creatures? And so they have a swallow ability. Could we allow them to swallow us? You could, but you'll... Take acid damage. Yeah, whatever happens inside that stomach is going to happen to you. Okay. I'm pretty sure mounting, as much as I want it to be an action, I'm pretty sure it's half your movement speed. Okay. Awesome. So the other two... Right. Oh, oh, oh. The other two toads, Sir Toads... Next to Carhoon, Carhoon and I will ready actions when they have their, uh, when we are on their backs or somehow in their vicinity, they will dash away. Okay. Really quick question about jumping. Is that an action or is that your move? It's move. Okay. Comes out of your movement. It's in your entire movement? Mm-hmm. Sounds good. All right, are you done? That is what I do. Goodness gracious. I could use a bonus action, but... You could, if you have any. You're out of wild shapes. I know that much. That is the end of my turn. All right. The Archpriest is up next, who is grappled by this frog and shouts, You betray our mercy with this? Kill them. Um, and then it is going to... Oh, by the way, the Acolytes are also grappled because they took hits. No, they didn't. You took the, uh... Oh, I took the things. You took the things. Sorry, sorry. No, was... Sorry, no, no, that was Don't my mistake. Don't try to pull that one was, over on me. That was my mistake. I just Don't couldn't, I couldn't remember what I had me. done with the previous four Sir Toads. Maybe if you didn't summon so many Toads, this wouldn't be a problem. <laughs> there needs Never. to be... 
like a summon thing that you just summon one big powerful thing that's worth it because the problem is every time you saw eight summoning eight low CR things is always the best choice. Mm-hmm. It is always, 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 always the best choice mm-hmm. in 5e. And it's the most annoying choice to deal with. Well, I mean, they have very few hit points and their AC is quite low. Right, so. but you still basically get nine turns. Yeah. You take a combat that goes from maybe like four or five combatants to like 13 combatants. Yeah. Immediately. And it's just Sorry. like, okay, 5e designers, <laughs> was there not a better way to do this? Well, I mean, you can do spells where you just summon one big bad thing and it's like conjure elementals. Like, that would be that would be the That's spell what they where have done. you or have it. conjure swarms or something oh, I for would lots love of little to conjure things. Swarms. But summoning eight individual is just... For how important the action economy is in 5e, those spells seem very poorly thought out. To my benefit. That is my rant. Okay, <laughs> I am done. Um, Alright, it is the Archpriest's turn who shouts that... I'm assuming it's an action to break this grapple. I mean, it's it's the same as any other grapple, mm-hmm. so... It is going to use its bonus action to cast Spiritual Weapon again. Mm-hmm. Right next to you. Which is then going to lash out at you for a 19 to hit. That hits. It deals 6 points of force damage to Oof. you, forcing you to make a concentration check of a DC 10. Eight, but I get to add my con, right? Hope your con is a plus two. Because of the crown, my con is a plus three. All right. Thank you, crown of madness. Thank oh, you, right, crown. I need to. It's not a crown of madness. It's oh, crown uh, of sorry. consumption. I need to. I need to lean into this. I keep. I keep forgetting that I have this flaw now, so I need to keep uh, leaning into it. You should eat eight giant toads. That'd be that'd <laughs> I be think, good. I think eight giant toads should eat three koa toa. Mm. <laughs> that sounds a bit, you know, the ones that actually have the swallow ability. I don't know. So it hits you with the spiritual weapon. It's then going to try to escape the grapple. Sounds good. It is slippery, so it gets advantage on ability checks made to escape grapples. That makes sense. I wish that, since this is, it's funny because it's a toad against a frog type of thing. No, sorry. It's a, it's a toad against a fish. That's probably going to do it. Is it an escape DC or do you have to roll for it? DC. Okay. Is it higher than 17? Nope. Okay. The fish wriggles out of its grasp. And then we're playing this theater of mind because we don't really have a great board set up right now. So it's just going to... It was surrounded by two. Mm-hmm. Actually, it's just going to stay there, I guess, for now. Sounds good. The acolytes behind... Now go. So they just lost the weapons from mm-hmm. those two toads. They're each surrounded by two toads. They're each surrounded by two toads. But you are all... I mean, you are directly in front of one, though. Because they're all, like... They had their staffs in your back when this all went right. down. Right. So and I guess one, I didn't say that I took a step away from the staff. Yeah. Otherwise, you would have had Incurred, an opportunity yeah. attack. Uh, so one of them's going to multi-attack you. Okay. The other one's going to multi-attack Carhoon. Okay. Against you, the bite will be the clear one. The staff will be the not clear one. Natural one on the bite and a 12, I think. 13 for the staff. Still a miss. Dang it. Okay, against Carthoon, the other one. This is, I'm like, I would much rather you hit me, honestly. Oh, I think that was about 16 and an 18. Oh, shoot. They do both hit. I'm like, I have way more hit points than he. All right, so the bite deals Carhoon four points of piercing. Okay. And then the staff deals four points. Okay. And Carhoon is grappled. Okay. That is their turn. Um, It is Carhoon's turn. Okay. Who looks at you and 
Uh, you see his mouth form the words, Bear? <laughs> Very good point, yeah. So, <laughs> and Octavia kind of gives him, like, finger guns and a thumbs up. He's feeling a little bit better, but he just took two hits and he's like, oh. Yeah, yeah. So he's he's back down to only ten hit points. So, um, after the, the, the finger gun, uh, go get him, tiger, go get him, bear, um, uh, signal from Octavia. Yeah, Carhoon's going to kind of like hunch his shoulders, and you know his, his goatee just kind of trickles then down his neck, and he's going to bear out Woo. and turn into a were bear. Were bear. All right. Um, if I listed that as an action, unfortunately, I actually, you did. Okay. Um, but he's grappled, so he can't move. Right. Correct. And it's an action to escape a grapple, right? Correct. He doesn't have to turn into a bear right now. Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm actually going to retcon that. No. Um, okay. And I'm going to have him try to escape the grapple. Okay. Roll it. And that's just a... To escape, is it athletics? Mm-hmm. Okay. Natural 18 for a total of 26. Yes. He, he escapes. Awesome. Okay. Awesome. Awesome. And so he is going to get on the back of one of the toads. Okay. And that toad had an action readied. Mm-hmm. And it is going to dash towards... Is there literally any other difference between the other two tunnels? They have different runes over the top of them, but you can't really but tell. other than that, okay, not one doesn't say, like, has safe nope. over it. Okay. Pick left or right. Um, Gonna go to the left one. Okay. And... It's gonna get an opportunity attack. You're leaving a threatened range, and it can choose when a mount leaves the rider or the mount. Would, if he goes... When he goes to zero, he's still just in our mm-hmm. fight for life thing, yeah, right? Correct. He decides to do it. Okay. It'll only take him to zero, possibly, if it crits. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I rolled a natural 20. <laughs> I'm oh not even joking. <laughs> oh, oh, my man. gosh. Of course I did. Oh, man. Orange crush, man. That's 2d6 plus 2. So this could take him down to zero. It doesn't have to if I roll poorly. That one was a five. So that's seven. So this needs to roll below a three. Or Carhoon goes to zero. Carhoon goes to zero. Okay. That is a total of 12 points of damage. Okay. As this thing is like, no, you don't. You hear it yell out, no, you don't. And, and it grapples him. Octavia's turn. Okay. Now the one holding Carhoon is the one that is more severely damaged. Okay. Octavia is going to use half of her movement to get on the back of one of her toads. As soon as you do that, the toad's leaving. Well, I'll just wait then. Okay. Okay. So there's also no issue about if you're grappled, you can still grapple someone else, right? I guess so. There's no rule that says you can't. Exactly. We've had this, I think, discussion before. I think it actually might have been in one of our other games that we had like like four different people grappling each other. And for some reason, there was like somehow it was working according to the rules. So can... The okay, one of the toads, one of the giant toads is going to attack the acolyte that is grappling Carhoon. Okay. For a natural three. Okay. Probably won't hit. Probably won't hit. And then the other one is going to try to wrest the pincer staff out of the acolyte's hands, similar to what it did with the axe. Okay. You said uh, opposed strength? Yes. Eight. Four. So you get the staff. Okay. Okay. So it has the staff. So now the frog is grappling. 
staff is still like, has, wrapped around his neck. It has the staff, and it, as a free action, like lets the staff go. So sure, maybe there's a staff grappling Carhoon, but the no one is staff holding around it. Carhoon's neck, just kind of um, dangling there. And so then the frog that Carhoon is on going to dash towards the door to the left because Carhoon is no longer grappled. Mm-hmm. And that frog is not grappled. Mm-hmm. So that's what that frog is going to do. Okay. How far do frogs move? So they can move. They can swim 40 feet. Mm-hmm. So he's going to dash. It's going to go 80 feet. If it's a readied action, you can choose a move or an action. Well, he actually, um, because it didn't use its readied action last oh, it's, turn, it's it resets. Turn so it's okay. just going to go. All right. So it it's going to... into the tunnel. All right. Sounds good. So that was... Well into the tunnel. One, two, three went. Mm-hmm. Um, the two that are against the main priest are going to go. Okay. Natty 15 for one. Uh, one poison damage and 11 piercing. And the main priest is grappled. The other one is going to go. Natural 18 against the priest. Yep. Five acid. Oh, sorry. Five poison and seven piercing. And then the two against the other acolyte are going to go. The one that the ones that were uh, behind me. Mm-hmm. Natural twenty for one, natural eight for the other. So that'll be a miss. That's a miss. So for the one that crit, ten piercing, seven poison. Okay, you done. Um, and then I'm going to use half of my movement to get on my toad. Okay. And it is going to dash after Carhoon. You're gonna get an opportunity. Yeah. That's fine. Okay. It's a twenty. That does hit. Uh, six points of piercing damage, and it clamps around your neck. Now, if I'm holding on to something that is running, does it just drag the Koatoa behind us? So, this doesn't have a saddle. So, it's basically, are you... This is all dependent on your grip strength. Okay. Against its grip strength. So, roll Opposed a strength strengths. check. <laughs> Can I use animal handling? <laughs> no. <laughs> no, you may not. 16. Um, okay. Before this happens, roll a concentration check. Oh, right. That will be a luck point inducing. <laughs> How many luck points you got left? No, I'm not telling you. <laughs> Made it the second time. With uh, what number? Tell me the number. 12. At least I used a luck point. So you rolled a 16 on your strength to hold on. Correct. What's the strength of a giant toad? 15. The, the modifier. Plus two. Yeah. Especially, is it because they're slippery? They actually have a, le- a weaker grip on mm. the thing? No. <laughs> it It's holding on. And it's just being dragged along. Yeah. It's just kind of <laughs> flopping along after you. For our, for our dear listeners at home, us looks so disappointed, just dejected right now. I just, I <laughs> do not like the, the way conjure spells work. It's just like, here's an encounter that kicked your butt last time. Let's trivialize it by adding eight creatures <laughs> that are all on my side. <sighs> so sorry, my bun. I don't like him. Oh, man. I understand the complaints about it now. It's just a not fun spell when you're a DM. But... You're dragging a Koatoa behind you now. 
going down the left tunnel. You can hear the shouts of the archpriest behind you, yelling. Uh, things like, stop them, get them, kill them. Sorry, wait, I have one more thing I'm going to do. Oh my gosh, because, what? Because, <laughs> because Carhoon and turn I... turn is taking like 20 minutes. Because Carhoon and I both dashed, I'm just going to reach over and touch him really quickly and cast Cure Wounds on him. Do you have an action left? Yeah, because I cast, I summoned them last turn. This okay. turn, I only use half of my movement to get on the frog. Okay. So I have an action left. All right, you heal Carhoon. All right, so the Archpriest, whose turn it is now, I'll just let you roll those hit points and apply them. The Archpriest, whose turn it is, it is going to swim 30 feet. It's grappled. Oh, by a toad. Two toads. Stupid toad. <laughs> it's going to cast Spirit Guardians and just kill as many toads as possible. Awesome. All right. It cast Spirit Guardians on itself, and then it's going to take a thwack at one of these toads with the weapon that's still around. All right. Natural 20. Oh, that probably makes it go by. Uh, 10. Okay. 10 points of force. Didn't roll great on my uh, my damage there. Well, that was a lot. So it whacks at one with a spectral fish hook and then cast spirit guardian. So on your turn, mm-hmm. all of but two frogs are going to have to save. Oh, okay. And that you is... you were all bunched up. What is that? Is that wisdom? I'll have to look on their okay. turns. Um, the one... Acolyte who was still in there, which was the one behind Carhoon. <laughs> right. The one that's not being dragged along behind us. Is that one being grappled? I don't think it was. Because uh, you tried, you got the pincer staff away from it instead of attacking it. Oh, yeah. I think I attacked it once, missed. And then the, the, the other toad, yeah, got the pincer staff out of its hands. It's going to multi attack one of the frogs near it. Okay. It's going to bite. It's going to miss. It's going to pincer staff. That's probably going to hit. Deals four points of piercing damage okay. to one of your frogs. The one who's being dragged along behind. Yeah. Remains uh, holding on. Okay. And is going to cast a sacred flame at you. Okay. So make a dexterity saving throw. I'm not particularly dexterous or strong. But I rolled a natural 20. <laughs> of all, right, all the times so you, to roll a natural 20. You dodge around the sacred flame that <laughs> comes out as this fish is just like <laughs> trying it's to really a funny hang on so, uh, as it's getting rushed down this dark tunnel. Mm-hmm. And I'm the one that's grappled, right? Yes. Carhoon has... You are grappled. Carhoon just has a staff has a hanging stick around on him. Okay. It's your turn. Okay. So have six frogs make wisdom saving throws, I'm guessing. Alright. Uh, a six, an eleven, and eight. It's all found. Two and a 14. 14 passes. Okay. Uh, those who passed, the one who passed takes six points. The others Ooh. take 13. Okay. All of the other ones disappear. So there's one frog One left. frog remaining. Remaining. Okay. In the main room. In the t- chamber. And then there are two with you. Correct. All right. And we can decide which of the six that were left remain. I mean, obviously, I'd like it to be the one that's grappling the priest, but you can choose. You can roll a d6. and We'll roll a d6. If it's a six, what do you want? Six Six or one? Let's do six. If it's six, that's the one who saved. (laughs) All right. (laughs) Yes! It was a six. Yes! So that one is still grappled. Okay. Yes. All right. Um... 
so it's your turn. Okay. I'm going to try to break the grapple. All right. Roll a athletics check. Alrighty. 17. Uh, you break it. Okay. This Koatoa tumbles behind oh. me. And then um, the, the, the two toads, uh, Mr. Toad and Sir Toad, which are the two that we are riding, um, are going to continue to dash an additional 80 feet down this tunnel. Can I do a perception check while we're going down here? What are you looking for? <laughs> like, what, what's going on with this tunnel? Does it look like anything? Does it look like the tunnel that we came in from the sanctuary before? That type of thing. And you can just see the tunnel. Okay. Perception checks, generally, like... Looking for something hidden. If you're like, I'm looking for a secret door. I'm trying to hear if there are enemies up ahead. Not just... General perception checks are fine sometimes, but at the same time, they can also bog things down. Okay. So if you're looking for something specific... Sorry, I wasn't. Ask me and I'll tell you okay. when to roll a perception check. Okay, never mind then. Um, I'm going to also assume that before Carhoon uh, and I got on these toads, we grabbed both the axe and the... Um, my staff from the the toads that had taken them out of the Koatoa's hands. These are large beasts, so they would have been able to span that distance. It's a free action to Fine. it's a free action yeah, to yeah. grab a thing. Of course, so. of course. If I were a mean GM, I'd DM. I'd say, yeah, no, you left those in the chamber with the priest. Go back and get them. But I'm a benevolent DM. <laughs> Even <laughs> after you have. Uh, d- destroy the integrity of my encounter with your cheap spells. <laughs> it's not a cheap spell. It's a perfectly valid non-third party spell. But I do appreciate your benevolence. I hate that spell so much. Um, so uh, Octavia is going to like, you know, kind of be glad to have her staff back in her hands. Um, and then she's uh, she's going to cast Cure Wounds on Carhoon again. Okay. So with the, uh, the Kotoa tumbling behind you, there's really not much well, it stopped tumbling now. Yeah. Tumbling behind oh, you. Oh, sorry. I'm just, I'm I'm dumb dumb. I'm sorry. <laughs> <sighs> <laughs> trying to be a good sport here about this whole thing. <laughs> sorry. Sorry. I'm trying. Not again. Sorry. With the Koatoa tumbling behind you, there's really not much they can do to catch up at this point. So while you're in this tunnel, until you get to the end and see what's there, uh, we're effectively out of combat for right now. Okay. You can hear the shouts of these Koatoa behind you, yelling mean things, maybe cursing you, calling for wrath and judgment against you, uh, but they start to fade. Okay. All right, what do you do? Also, just I'm going to say between between the archpriest and the other acolyte, they're, they're going to gang up and kill your frog pretty quick. That's what I figured. I mean, I kind of feel bad for it. I don't know if I can unsummon something. It's not in the language of the of the spell. If I could, I would just, you know, kind of be like, go back home. Um, but it will be able to go back to the Feywild soon enough. So what are you doing? Um, uh, while we're kind of running down this tunnel, we hear the hear the calls, shouts kind of dying down behind us. Um, and I'll contact Fulmis and Jasulka again and be like, doesn't seem like we're getting closer. We changed directions abruptly. You're getting farther away. What are you doing? Wait, really? Yes. Shoot. Okay. Um, I appreciate that you're not captured by those things anymore. But your goal, you're getting farther away from it. Okay. Well, I wasn't sure. Um, uh, 
spatially, does it seem like it's still further down? Ye yes. I don't know exactly what was at the bottom of that shaft, but whatever we're feeling is somewhere in that direction. At least you're not in their clutches anymore. I guess we should count the small victories. And Jasoka says, yes, yes, the small victories indeed. Oh my gosh. <laughs> what a ter evil grin there. Okay. Um, have there been any hallways or anything that we've been passing? No. No, just, just one, one tunnel. long tunnel. Is this tunnel seeming a whole lot longer than the other one we went down? Eh, it's a little bit longer, yeah. Okay. Am I, see am I seeing an end coming up in sight or something? Uh, are you continuing to move? Are these frogs still jetting down as fast as they can? Well, I'm wondering if there's, like, another way down there that's not currently occupied by Kuotoa. You wouldn't know. There might be. There oh, might not geez, be. Oh, jeez, Louise. As the fish are, are the fish still moving? Or, sorry, the frogs? I'll have them kind of... I'll rein them in and they'll kick up some, you know, cartoon dust as they kind of abruptly come to a stop. And... I'll call over to Carhoon or try to and kind of be like, we're getting further away. We're getting further away. We have to go back down. We have to go down somewhere. And it seems like maybe that shaft is the only way so far. I mean, it might be. If that's where we have to go, I guess we can try to go back and fight those things. But maybe there's another way. I don't know. Maybe we can find a place to hide for an hour or two and... Heal up, I'm still feeling pretty bad. I, I don't tell you. Yeah, I don't feel particularly good either. Oh, this is all happening. <laughs> I'm just going to let it go. Okay. Um, well, we'll have the frogs keep going then. Yeah, and we'll as you stop, you can hear the shouts starting to get louder. Okay. Yeah, we'll have we'll have them keep going and we'll see if there's... Basically, we'll, we'll go and try to find somewhere to hide. All right. Um, you continue down this tunnel and after a little bit, not, not super long, you see a uh, faint glow at the end of it and you get the sense that that is, that is the end of the tunnel. It's opening up into something. Do you press forward heedlessly? Uh, <laughs> we will press forward, but not heedlessly. We'll kind of um, creep up to the edge and we'll peer our heads in and or, or try to get a glimpse of what it is before we go charging in there recklessly. Roll a stealth check. That be us or the frogs? Have everybody roll a stealth check. You, Carhoon, and two frogs. All right, for Carhoon and Octavia. Octavia will be our, my avocado dice. Carhoon got a natural 18. Okay. For a modified 20. Good. Octavia got a natural 6 for a total of 7. Okay. And then the two frogs? Yes. 13 and 6. So either one half, one set of us is very stealthy or... There's someone who's not stealthy on both teams. So you slow your frogs down and sort of come to the mouth of this tunnel and peer through. And you see that it opens up into an enormous cavern. You, it just goes up and around and you can't see like how far it goes. You can barely see it start to like curve around in a sort of generally round cavernous shape okay and you see a lot of stuff in front of you okay you see stone structures oh what look like buildings of oh. Various kinds. oh no oh no oh no 
Okay. It looks like uh, a village oh, of some no. kind. Small. Well, it looks kind of like a village, although the buildings seem a bit bigger than like single family homes. They oh, look really? large and long and very, uh, very sharp and rugged in their architecture. You can't see super far, even mm-hmm. with your dark vision. But immediately in front of you, there's a large open like field. And there is a huge crowd of gaping mouth, bug-eyed <laughs> fish people no. with little spears that seem to be going through forms, almost like they're training, training in the oh. military. And one of them, who's like leading this group through these forms with the spear, looks over and sees you. Oh, no. And it turns and shouts to everyone, Intruder! Oh, because you no. can understand. And we'll pick up their next no. episode. <laughs> Why did I pick this tunnel? Oh, my goodness. Okay. Okay. Whew. Not dead yet, though. Not dead yet. Not Positive dead yet. things. Okay. Thank you all so much for listening. Uh, If you enjoyed what you heard, please rate, review, and subscribe to us on iTunes or your preferred podcasting app. Uh, Leaving reviews is a really great way to support us and get our show in front of more ears and also just makes us feel really good hearing your words about the show. If you want to get in touch with us, we are active on social media, both Twitter and Instagram, and our handle is at Podcast. Catch y'all next week.